G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our weekly update. Well, it's been two weeks actually since our last one because not a lot happened previously. Bit of a quiet week last week, so we thought we'd give you all a bit of a rest. Yeah, and we're not going to talk for the sake of talking, no. so... Um, we're back this week because uh, it's been a busy one, and it was busy from early this morning, wasn't it, Michael? Certainly was. It was almost like the real kickoff, and no disrespect uh, respect to Fick, it was real kickoff of the national final season mm. this morning with uh, Norway and Lithuania entertaining us throughout the morning here in Australia. Totally, you get. Um, we have weeks in a row now. Like mm-hmm. with Fick, yeah. you have that break, and it's Christmas. But this is like you feel okay. Here we go. Seasons, Here's the marathon. Seasons kicked <laughs> in, and didn't we just bound out of bed this morning at four thirty? Oh, not bad. <laughs> you were up. You actually watched it, yeah. which is good. We'll see how we're going in week three if I'm bounding out of bed. I'll probably oh. more like hauling my carcass out at that, that sort of time, <laughs> I would imagine. Okay. Well, actually, we, we're going to kick off with one of those national finals, Norway. Mm. It was Melody Grand Prix. We had the first semi-final, and we had a winner, Michael. We certainly did. And it was Blas Mafian featuring Hazel with Let Loose. Come and set your body free Life inside a fantasy with you Well, the trio of musicians and Hazel were kind of the surprise winners because there was a couple of big favourites. But you know what? They really, really brought out uh, an amazing performance, I thought. They really came to life live, I thought. Yeah, look, to be honest, when I first listened to the four studios out of this semi-final, I ranked this one fourth. Really? I did. Um, But this morning I was one over. They did some pretty creative kind of staging, and plus also they brought some real impact, and and ultimately that song has got some real hooks to it. Um, Speaking of that staging, the start of it was very interesting, with Hazel sort of starting in what looked like one of those IKEA displays, (laughs) one of those terrible ones, I don't want to buy any of that furniture, (laughs) And then kind of made her way to the stage, and then it all came together, the boys with the brass and, and instruments and stuff. It was all, it was, yeah. there was a lot going on. Uh, kind of out of hotel quarantine, I think. They <laughs> yes. were socially distanced from her, her band members. Um, but yeah, they, the way they co- came together, and it was very separate. Like, she was on a club night, they were already at the club, this kind of 80s thing, doing their saxophone and brass thing as well. Mm. And I was really worried because it was my second favorite that what are they going to do during the instrumentation, which is about 75% of the song. Which is a fair bit of it, exactly. Which isn't actually live, so they can actually kind of go out and smash it. And it was great, particularly when they were on the floor oh, and then they I came I love together. a bit of floor use. You know I love floor use. And then they went boom and they came out with a bigger instrument, yep. the saxophone. No, no. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> the, the big tuba. Yeah, you researched it. And I know, it was like the other version of a tuba. But look, it was amazing. I was really impressed. And her vocals were really good because she didn't actually have any kind of big backing like a lot of the artists did in the other songs. Yeah, I was a little worried about the instrumentation breaks in this, but it didn't seem very long at all. And, and they really, the whole package really came together. And wow, that's got a bit of a hook. I think yeah. a few people will be singing that, whistling that one throughout the week. You've, you've got to watch that performance, not necessarily listen to it. It's mm-hmm. definitely one of of a live uh, performance there so yeah good on them um book their ticket to the final and they actually beat in the gold jewel 
I guess for the semi-final gold jewel, mm-hmm. uh, Stina Tarling with Elevate. Mm. Um, she'd already taken out Beady Bell in the first round of jewels. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Stina? Look, liked it. To be honest, it was the first song up, and for me, it was just like a big cozy. Scandy blanket, you know. <laughs> I, I like my Scandinavian music to start with. So for that one to kick off, it was just a really nice way to ease everything into it. I swear to God, if you were to say, "Hey Google, play some Scandy music," that song would come up. Yeah, it, like yeah, it is yeah. that kind of mm-hmm. typical. Um, but again, really well done, very well staged, all very competent. The stage itself looked really, really good. But yeah, well done to Stina. Uh, I don't think she had too much trouble knocking off Beady Bell in that first one. I think. Yeah. I- I wasn't big on Steena's song. I found it was a bit scandy paint by numbers yeah. in the studio, but I actually thought they put a lot of staging um, and they kept me interested the whole way through for a song that could just be kind of one note in a way. So mm-hmm. I thought they did a really good job. And talking about the staging, how good did it look today? Like the Melody Grand Prix stage looked fantastic. Seemed better than last year. And I think it really helped to elevate the songs. Seemed bigger, maybe not having a crowd in there. Right? They could extend the stage out <laughs> a bit or something. Who yeah, knows? Maybe. Um, should we talk about some of the others? I just kind of touched on Beady uh, Bell. Um, look, that was kind of my favourite studio of the mm. whole lot when they were released. A bit of an 80s vibe or whatever. I thought she did a really cracking job of that one for what she had. I really enjoyed that mirror opening. You know, that's very Eurovision in in, uh, in, in inverted commas. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a really good choreography, but it was just all too dark. She was in black. The dancers were in black. The background was black. Mm. Just lost a little bit there, but still a, a pretty good performance too. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought this was a really kind of gave me these 80s kind of almost like physical exercise bike vibes or at least a disco and she was yeah in the dark looking in the mirror with some Mm. guys who looked at they were out of vogue Um, very slick very slick but it just I didn't make me feel anything I think it was all well put together but then when you had all this light um, from Steena's performance Mm -hmm. It was very dark, and it yeah, I totally agree. It didn't work, even though it was a bit of a bop of a song. Mm. Actually, that studio was good. She sold it. I thought she was good. Vocal was good. She, you know, facial expression and everything. Just it did pale into insignificance. Oh, not insignificance, but it just paled a little to Stina's performance. Tough, tough semi-final today. All four mm. were good. This would probably stand out in another semi, but to me, it was a trail off easily. The distant fourth, unfortunately, in the mm. end. The other big name, mm. um, probably the fan favourite, the Aussie Vision favourite going into this was Yawn mm-hmm. with Faith, Bloody Faith. Yeah. Went out to uh, Blas Mafian. Um, what went wrong? How? Why did he lose? <laughs> well, who knows? Uh, to be honest, I think it was everything I expected from him as far as the performance and staging. They went with the big rock band setting. You know, mm. we had the pyros, we had the dudes in the fur, we had the drumming priestesses and pyro, you know, like fire and everything. It was yeah. all happening. Uh, the magic carpet effect, I want to talk. I thought that was really good, yeah. the one on the floor. I don't know if he sold it really, but I'm going to say it for me. I just got aging rocker vibe who just couldn't pull it off. I'm sorry. I thought, you know, I don't mean to be disrespectful for the bloke, but no. no. Yeah, I, I think I think there was this this element of no, there was a lot of the song is good. It's got a great hook. It's not my genre normally. I mean, no, even though it's pretty camp, um, it really is. <laughs> it is. I felt like it was almost a bit lazy. The staging, like it did have all the elements, but they didn't really think about like okay, we'll just chuck the rock band, chuck a little bit of fur on him. 
have a couple of uh, women do a dance, and they were a little bit off at times, but the drumming was great with the flames. <laughs> um, his performance, you know, I think about Rain Alexander last year, very different song, mm-hmm. but he brought the theatrics. This is a theatrical song. It's not a heavy rock song. It's a it's a glam, rocky type of yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. Bring that energy and bring that staging, and where you saw Rain Alexander take it to a millionth level... Um, he left himself open, and then you had a wonderful live performance from Blas Mafian, who just came and stole it. Yep. See, I think the difference for me is last year I bought the rain thing. I didn't buy this morning. Yeah, he, as for, for him as a focal point and a performer, we both were like, "What is? What does he remind us of?" And pretty much at the same time was like Bill Nye in <laughs> Love Actually, like the parody rocker. It was of, a bit of a parody thing, wasn't it? It felt like a yeah. Mm. It just it just didn't quite work, but but. Wild cards, remember, yes. there's always a chance of any of these three coming back. And actually, Steena and Yawn, I think, are a good chance of, of picking up a wild card. Absolutely. Don't know about Beatty Bell. <laughs> um, so you never know. And actually, probably Yawn would be the favorite of the two. So yeah. I think he would do better on a second performance. Let's hope so. All's not lost for those eliminated this morning. And that's a real improvement, I think, from MGP this year. Exactly. Well, talking about, so we know that Blas Mafian are going to the final on the 20th of February. Mm. There is a lot of acts who have pre-qualified that were announced this week, including a little trio called Kano with mm. their song Monument. Oh, wow. Shall we have a, li- a listen to their song? Well, this caused quite a stir, Michael, with the fans when it was released and an even bigger stir this morning when they performed it uh, just to show off the song ahead of the final in February. Uh, what are your thoughts about the song and the performance? Okay, well, I'm going to talk about this morning's performance. I think, okay. yeah, I thought it was a lovely little taster for the fans. Like, mm. they, they went out there. It was very pared back. They looked amazing. They looked very fashionable and, and it was all very tightly done um so yeah i thought they they really showed that this song's really really going to get amped up i think for that final um look when it was released i can't say i was one on twitter you know flabbergasted and screaming we're off to oslo next year (laughs) but i'm a little bit more of the fan after seeing the live this morning i'll I'll be honest I, i it really i really enjoyed it i thought it was good as i think number one great to have such a big name and also a group who really embrace fandom um, and Eurovision. That's wonderful to say. I love yep. that already. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, like big to come back after Spirit in the Sky. Like that was such a, a huge public favorite, obviously won the public vote in 2019. And I thought Monument, when I first heard it, was a really solid comeback, but certainly not close to the level of Spirit in the Sky. But it did sound like a live performance. And after today, I do agree with you. This is really good. Mm-hmm. This is really, really good. It and is will come to life with better staging. Yeah. I have to say, I hated the staging this morning. Really? I only liked... I did like the outfits to a point, but never... And I know it was all working with everything. It was dark. Um, it, it gave me no life. You're... There's an element of having to be careful here about them going for chasing a bit of jury vote, and they're certainly showing off her vocals amazingly. Oh, yeah. She well. was amazing this morning. Oh, I thought she brilliant. was the highlight. Yeah. They were all yep. fantastic. But don't take yourself too serious. There's a reason why you're popular, and there's a reason why you got the public vote, and it's not because you're a serious act. Mm. You're a. Pro- you, I, I don't mean like as in not you're you're not novelty, 
but I don't know, gray suit, whatever, when you're doing this kind of Euro dance, like mm. embrace the fun. Look, for Brace me, the light. Yeah. Why is everyone dark in Norway? I know it's winter, but it seems very it's dark. It's middle of winter, Dale. There's probably like an hour of sunlight or something. Um, look, I think if you're going to come back, you have to show an evolution and an evolving. And I think they're showing that in this song. And I think we'll see that in the final. If they came back with Spirit in the Sky Mark II, I would have poo-pooed that. So I'm, I'm quite keen on this. And um, yeah, obviously one of the ones to beat, one would imagine, in MGP. Oh, like it's going to take something pretty special to beat them mm, like if, speaking of which mm, yes we had Tix who's quite the former and his song Ut of Mokot um, which translates to Out of the Dark mm. um, real name Andreas Hockland. Um he's quite the performer his persona is ticks that came from he had Tourette's syndrome and that's where it came from. He was taking oh, wow. ownership of that. That's wow. why he's got the, the name ticks. Didn't know that. Yeah, I know. And um, he's had some huge hits. He's also he co-wrote or wrote um, "Sweet But Psycho" Ava Max's song. Yeah, so he has a he's writing got some, credit. He's got mm. some chops behind him for sure. Yeah, very very big in Norway. A couple of number ones last year and a number two. So his song was released as well this week, and he also performed this morning as mm. well as a pre-qualified finalist. What did you make of that performance? Um, I loved every minute of it. <laughs> I, I'm going to go out there. This is my favourite song of the national final season so far. Wow. Um, look, it's it's not... I guess when you look at him, you think, I don't know, I personally thought, oh, wow, look at this guy. He must be like a Macklemore kind of guy. It's not the kind of music he does. But this is, you know, Scandi pop with a bit of electro and dance in it and stuff is his normal stuff. And this is, I think, keeping very much in that kind of pocket. A little more ballady or a little slower. But mm. I loved the performance this morning. I thought he was terrific. This song is growing on me big time. And I think if people think it's put down your glasses for Kano... Oh, no, this guy's got some domestic market appeal. Massive, massive danger for Kano. Yeah, it's really interesting um, because his I, I, his aesthetic and his look, I was mm. surprised with the song. And even from what he's previously done, uh, this to me could have been sung in late 90s all the way up into 2010s. <laughs> in a way, it's a bit timeless. Um, yep. But in a way, it's a, it does give me a bit of a dated Eurovision ballad. Even boy bandy or <laughs> boy band goes solo guy does a ballad, um, complete with key change. Yep. But I tell you what, that staging just brought it all together. Exactly. Like that was epic, and I totally agree. I loved it a lot more. A lot of songs really rose for me today, seeing them live. That's what Eurovision is all about. Yep. And I thought he did a cracking job. And even if he doesn't take out the win. Um, I think we're a bit of a fan of Ticks. Yeah, definitely. A great artist to discover through this process. Absolutely. Didn't move around much, but it's pretty hard to win a 15-foot fur coat. So <laughs> The train was almost as long as Princess Diana's at uh, her wedding. It was ridiculous. Yeah. His interview afterwards was hilarious. It was like three quarters of the screen was this fur coat. Amazing. Oh. Absolutely amazing. But a cracking start, I thought, for Melody Grand Prix this, uh, this year. I was so impressed. Uh, that was incredible. The four songs are fantastic. The mm -hmm. staging was great. The two performances of pre-qualified, amazing. Mm -hmm. Honestly, that's one of the best national final shows in one here Ooh. that I've seen in a long time, particularly before a final. That's Very. probably the best. Oh, I gosh. loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Okay. I have one word, point of warning here. They did this last year as well, Dale. First semi-final was a cracker, and then it, we, we were on the grand slalom of uh, Melody Grand Prix after well, that. look, if they start bringing those sea shanties again, I mean, they're very God. in in 2021, so it might end up improving. Who knows? Spare us, please. <laughs>
Well, the action wasn't confined to Oslo this morning. We were also off to Lithuania for the much-anticipated Pabandom Esnjau 2021. Heat 1 took place. Yes. Had our five qualifiers, but I think we should first focus on the winner of Heat 1. This is Voldemaris Pedersen with Never Fall For You Again. I never fall for you again. Voldemar's performed last in the running order and took home the win. We must point out it was a tie on points, mm-hmm. but he got over the line getting the higher jury score than his competitors, Titas and Benas. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Voldemar's effort this morning? Solid. <laughs> um, look, it didn't. there was elements of that song I really liked, mm. actually. There were some real earworms in there at points, and... I thought it was really competently done and I can understand why it qualified. Um, Surprise of being kind of a a sort of a a big winner, or not a big winner, a winner of the heat. Mm. Um, So, yeah, look, I don't have anything amazing to say about it. I don't have anything negative. I've got no shit with it going through, but I'm a bit worried if that's the quality of a heat winner to be a bit harsh on the overall heat. But again, nothing wrong with the song. Very solid. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll kind of concur with it a little bit there. It took me on a journey, this song, because <laughs> when it started, I was like, oh, geez, what's going on here? And then he started singing the verse, and I was like, oh. And then we got it to the chorus, and I'm like, okay, this is kind of pleasant, and there's almost like a pop folk, toe-tappy kind of vibe mm. about it. And then I went back into the, oh, no, we're doing this again. Just all over the place a little bit. But I think when you look at, you're right, the competitors around it, I... I'm not surprised it it maybe pipped it for the for the number one spot. I will say you said there's nothing negative to say about it. I will. They're far too <laughs> far far too repetitive in the lyrics. Like it is just repeat, rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat. No, no, just I I am a little worried about if this is uh, the quality of of our heats from uh, from Lithuania this year. We're probably not on for a, a replica of last year in quality wise. The one think. golden, the golden age, the one year, <laughs> the golden age of Lithuanian national finals. I do feel like we are back to the bad old days. By bad, I mean good because you know what. Brings up some. This is what national finals. Yeah, is exactly. All about. Who knows? Maybe Heat Two comes back in and smashes it out. Well, I'll, no. Uh, I'll run through the other qualifiers quickly. So BU got through in fifth with Love Yourself. Uh, Milita with Shadows. She was um, quite cool. I quite enjoyed that one. Martina with Thank You Very Much. And I've just mentioned before, Titas and Benas. They actually tied for first, but actually got second on the countback. Any others you want to possibly discuss or anything like that there, Dale? Is I it? thought Martina was um, quite solid. She's a former X Factor, I think, runner-up, I mm. believe. Yeah. And I thought she did a really solid job again. I feel like that could come alive a lot more with bigger staging. The staging felt a little... Um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I wrote here, no staging. <laughs> no, but I, I will agree. I, I've minimalist, got, I was going to say. <laughs> minimalist. Um, I wrote here, like her presence um, but, and room to grow. Because I yep. think that song could get bigger with, with with a bit more effort put into that. 
Well, also, we didn't. We were watching uh, Melody Grand Prix. We did keep an eye on this and watch the end of it. But, of course, Kyriakos, mm-hmm. who's our Lithuanian correspondent, <laughs> he did draw the short straw this year yeah. so far. <laughs> now, he was um, really surprised about the winner as oh, well and okay. also said that the judges were calling it Millennial Pop. So I know, okay, right? Wow. Um, maybe it's millennial pop in maybe the turn of the century, 2000, maybe. Mm. Um, also, he thought um, Martina and Militia were dark horses to watch out for mm-hmm. um, and thought also the runner-up um, had a really sort of solid X-Factory, almost British sound to them and quite solid overall. They, so, were, they were the two boys. I wrote here, two sad yeah. boys. Yeah. <laughs> the, and, only, the only question mark I have on that one is, can it find another gear, that song? That's no, all. That's can't. all. I, I, that's the only question mark I have on that. Because I thought... Well, they were both good, but yeah, yeah. That, where's that song going? And yeah. look, what I've found really interesting is Kyriakos gets very excited about Lithuania, he and does. really, out of all those five finalists, I don't think he got excited about anything. So, again, mm. showing that I think we all had a bit of a lukewarm start, but you know what? Maybe artists just don't really want to come up and go against the Roop. Um, you know, when you know they're pretty much almost going to probably book their ticket in a way, unless they mm. come up with something terrible. Well, I guess we should have a little chat about the others that ran this morning. I know there's one in particular you want to talk about, Dale. Let's have a quick listen to Twosome with I Love My Bear. I mean, I've written here, the vocals were criminal. Uh, <laughs> there was some random Italian stuff in there and dancing onesies. What, did, what, have you, what, well, what are you finding about There has been a crime committed, <laughs> and the crime committed is against the Lithuanian jury and the people of Lithuania who didn't vote for this. Yeah, 213 <laughs> tally votes, Dale. It came second last. This is disgusting. It was, look, it, own, okay, their vocals aren't amazing. Mm-hmm. It's a little novelty. A little. <laughs> but... It's the only thing that had life in that, other than that other performance we'll talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kyriakos again, he was just, he said he ruined it his weekend totally. And, <laughs> and I can understand, like, this should have gone through. I think there's a bear and a unicorn that it's probably ruined their weekend worse. <laughs> but also, what I loved about this as well, look, it wasn't actually about a bear, it was actually about beer. It was mm. a whole play on words, and that you can almost hear them saying, I love my beer or whatever mm. it is. Um, and it was great, it was fun, it was quirky. Uh, I, I enjoyed it it was tongue-in-cheek they're self-aware and you know what when you've just got dross coming out of like third fourth fifth whatever got through people remember this it should have gone through i'm disgusted i could we've lost a gem couldn't disagree more <laughs> what was the other one that was it was it black spikes the one that you wanted to maybe have a talk about the, the ladies in the head pieces the sort of heavy metal thing that, that, was, that opened the that show open it was incredible going back and watching that i mean it was an absolute mess if you had the sound down it was incredible <laughs> even, even when they just like didn't sing together <laughs> Harmonization yeah. was not their thing. I got here ropey vocals. <laughs> no, but ropey. when they roared on their own, wow. they were really good. When that kind of like the costumes were fantastic. She was wearing something like you described it. How did you describe what she was wearing it on was her a, head? It was a cross between Kate Miller Heidke's kind of crown mm. and what Monica Maria wore in Criminal, which was that spiderweb thing. Yeah. Yeah. So if you put those two together, it, like they were quite striking. Yeah. They were really, really good. I had no problem with the way they presented it. I just had a problem with the way they performed. 
performed it. Look, it did need some polishing, I won't lie, <laughs> yeah, but right. I do think it just mm. missed out. It came sixth, so that's really disappointing. It missed out by one point. All right, and just to wrap it up mm. on Lithuania, I do want to talk about what I thought was the most eye-catching performance of the night, which was the Interval Act. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I believe their names are Basul and Enos. Um, that was that was. I needed a face shield just to watch that performance. It was it was it was pretty out there. The guy was wearing a sort of nighty with big billowing sleeves, and he was looked like a bit like Elton John and song sang like Gollum. Like that was, was a lot going on. It was very interesting, and fashion choices in Lithuania are mm. always always interesting. Look. They always bring it Lithuania in some they way, don't do. they? Heat 2 will run next week, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Indeed. All right. Well, um, keeping in the region, um, just across the sea, uh, Finland, they announced their artists this week. Seven mm. will be taking part in UMK, so pretty much the same format as last year, which is great to see. A um, couple of big names returning. Mm-hmm. So first of all, of all Axel from last year, hmm. he's back. He said back in December that he was not entering a song, and here he is. Sprung a surprise, cheeky bear he is, isn't cheeky, he? Cheeky bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's um, performing Hurt. Um, of course, he had Looking Back last year, who upset Chichi Alina, much to the mm. chagrin of many of us. I was going to say chagrin as well oh, yeah. to the fans, but I really enjoyed his song last year, so I'm enjoying what he's going to hopefully bring this year. Yeah, I like him. Also back is Laura, mm. who is actually from Estonia. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's some ties to Finland or something. I think she went over for a visit or something yeah, once. Over for lunch one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, she's competed at Eurovision twice in 2005 with mm-hmm. Sun Tribe and 2017 with Verona. Oh, God. So there is a possibility that you could have Koit and Laura. Koit and Laura. At Eurovision, but just not together. Jeez. Well, hopefully it might work out better this yeah, time. Yeah, well, she's NQ twice, and she's performed in Isi Lao many, many times. Oh, gosh, yeah. Not working out for her. She's across the Baltic, mm. going to compete over in Finland. So that should be really interesting. A couple of other ones worth mentioning are Teflon Brothers, mm. who are performing with Pandora. Um, um, Teflon Brothers are a Finnish kind of hip-hop uh, act that's been around for a very long time. Uh, they are performing with Pandora, who's done Melfest back in 2003, 2004. Oh, wow. The song is co written by Paradise Oscar, who competed for Finland in 2011 with that da da dum da da dum song. The one the of, with the, the earth. earth. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he co wrote it randomly. Wow. And also, this other dude, JS16, produced um, Freestyler. Done by the Finnish group Bomb Funk MCs. Worldwide hit, big hit here I in Australia. I didn't know they were Finnish. Yeah, actually, I just discovered that. I thought they were German <laughs> or something. Um, so yeah, like they've released their song already. We're not going to talk about it yet, but no. it has. It's worth checking out. We will be talking about the songs of Finland next week because they're releasing them day by day. So there's only been two so far. Yeah, so we'll, we'll they're drip feeding them out. So we'll give everyone a fair chance. We'll have a listen to them, get the team to rank, and we'll talk about Finland a bit more next week. But these guys, Teflon Brothers, big names in mm. Finland. Um, very very popular, so they'll be one to watch. And the other one is Blind Channel, only worth a mention because they describe their style as violent pop. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that could be interesting. Could yeah, be very so interesting. I, I don't know where to go with violent pop. Oh, I mean, wow. it... As opposed to violent folk or violent <laughs> indie. Yeah. Hmm, it's interesting. Interesting. Anyway, so Finland always brings something good. Yeah. 
the quality of production of the two songs so far have been very good so far. So been. worth a watch. And we'll come back with the songs next week. They had an excellent national final last year. If they can back that up, that'd be great to see. Uh, or some of the other news coming out throughout the week, of course. Melody Festivalen did announce their running order. It's the Krista Bjorkman and Friends hosting his yes. farewell tour. There's a cast of thousands, isn't there? I, couldn't, oh, I, I didn't write doing them all. A farewell tour, <laughs> I didn't write them all down. There was too Mons many. is one of them, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's one to remember. Yes. Uh, let's talk about running orders. I know people obsess about opening and closing in semifinals. Mm-hmm. We did a little article for, did an article from the team about that. You can yeah. have a read of that on our website. But let's run through some of these. Semifinal number one, um, Danny Saucedo will be closing the show. Mm-hmm. He's probably the big name in there. Others running will be Jessica Anderson, Paul Ray from last year, yep. and Arvingana. They're always fan favourites. Semifinal number two, Antoine Ewald will open the show Dotter will close the show. Ooh. The only other one I want to mention there is Eva Riedberg and Eva Rus with their song Arena Rimmer Ding Dong. That one will be uh, one to watch. That one's in is the running. 1975 or something? Oh, God, I, I, I get a Schlager vibe <laughs> just so. off that title oh, there, Dale. Semi-final number three, Charlotte Pirelli, the legendary Charlie Pirelli, will be opening the show Tuse will be closing. Our Alvaro Australia is running in that semi. Mm-hmm. And our final semi-final number four, Tess Merkel, will be opening the show. And your tip for the crown, Eric Sada, will be closing the show in semi-final number four. The only notable one, I guess, I'm going to mention out of that, running fourth in that semi-final is 2020 winners, the Mummers. Ooh, Sade versus the Mummers in the last semi. Closing of the semi-final four has been a bit of a plum spot. Um, Very you know, John much. Ludwig came from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so great great spot for Eric Sade. Look, it's not everything, but no. it does help. 80% of the winners of the last five years have come from an opener or closer, That's including great. the last four. Mm-hmm. Um, Franz won in 2016. So the last four good entries from Sweden <laughs> have come from the opening and closing. And 80% of all semi-final winners have come from open and closing. So look, it does matter. It's not everything. It's not everything. Dotter mm-hmm. was not in um, in opening closing last year, and she only lost by a point. Yeah, no, but it's not everything. But generally, you can a bit of an indication. You're a bit of an indication. Fairly, fairly well. That all kicks off on February sixth. Mm. We also got notification of the Istilal uh, semi-final running orders. That one's kicking off on the eighteenth of February for semi-final number one. Tanya, uh, formerly of. Eurovision 2014 mm-hmm. she'll be opening the show other notable ones in there eighth in the running is Egbert Mil, uh, Milder, Milder from last year tenth in the running order will be Coit Tum and Ivolina will be closing the show six from the twelve will get through to the final in semi-final number two Sissy is opening the show nice Helisa with her song number six is running in eighth spot big fan favourite I know a lot of people like her you, your favourite song Yuri Putzman is <laughs> in eleventh <laughs> And we'll be closing the show with Sured Tudrukut. Well done. (laughs) With uh, their disco schlager banger at the end of it. I love that. Making sure everyone goes home with a smile on their face. Uh, Six from each semi final will join Uku in the final on March 6th. So Uku goes straight through to the final. That's it. Sailing through to the final for Uku. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I know. It gave me a bit of a leg up. It's nice to see. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, well, that is all the news from this week, but let's take a look at the week ahead because now we're getting to the old national finals. Mm-hmm. Um, so tomorrow we have the Norwegian artists will be announced for the semi-final number two, mm-hmm. because we don't know what they are yet, and we'll get the four songs. 
Wednesday we get the Portuguese songs for Festival de Cansao. Oh, nice. So looking forward to that. I probably mm-hmm. won't know any of them, but they're always yeah. so interesting. Like yeah. It's one of the best national finals out there. It is. Discover it is. some really good music. Um, probably just artists. I don't think it's the songs at this point. Oh. Then we get to Sunday Australia time, Sunday morning, Saturday night, where we have the Norwegian and Lithuanian um, second round, basically, semi-final <laughs> two, heat number two. We do this all again next week. Yes. I notice uh, Gabrielis Vigelis will be running in heat two Oof. next week. And the amazingly named Eister Broken Leg will be o- <laughs> will be opening the show. That's fingers crossed. That's God, not no, something to say. One there. can only imagine. Oof, good luck. Here yeah. yes. um, And then on Monday, Australian time, but Sunday, their time. Oh, actually, no, Monday, their time. Excuse me. The Israel songs will be chosen. Um, so out of the three for Eden Eleni, uh, we will get the next Eurovision song. Um, mm. But that'll be after next week's podcast. So we'll touch on that next week's episode. And the last bit of news we want to share is also France have finally given us the date for Destination Eurovision. It will be the 30th of January. Nice. So not next Saturday, the Saturday after European time two weeks' time in Australia on Sunday. Brilliant. Love the French national finals. They never disappoint. Exactly. Just in time, because we'll be a little bit sick of Lithuania and Norway by then. (laughs) What would he mean by then? (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, well, that's everything for this week. Thanks for joining us. So great to have National Finals yes, Day, Michael. It is. It's very Probably. exciting. Love it. Yeah, all right. Well, let's, we need to go and have a nap now. So um, <laughs> thanks so much for joining us. And um, thank you so much also to our team for research from Kyriakos Sinovitz, Guy Hornsey, Ford Carter, and Laura Smith this week, plus everyone else on the team. We couldn't do it without them. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, catch you later. Have a good week. 